Hello and welcome to the 6th Clever Hack Podcast. Today is Sunday, July 9th, 2006 in Westchester, Pennsylvania right now. It's a beautiful, beautiful sunny day. High is supposed to be 83 degrees with isolated thunderstorms. Today's Clever Hack Podcast is being fueled by a McDonald's um, special value meal uh, number 3 uh, breakfast with orange juice and their premium coffee. Let me tell you, it's quite a treat to get a meal like this on a Sunday morning. Now, going to Cloverhack site news, if you guys have been reading the blog um, recently, you will know that I am farked. Yes, farked. Uh, what happened last night was that somebody had submitted a post of mine to uh, Total Fark, and unfortunately the submitter um, submitted the wrong URL. It was a jumbled URL, so the Farkers were hitting my site, but they were only getting my front page, so yeah. It looks like the post is going to actually die in Total Fark. It hasn't, it's been nearly 12 hours and it hasn't come out of there, so, oh, the excitement of of all those hits and only to have a bad URL, and yes, I tried um, doing um, a, re, a rewrite or a redirect, and um, I kept on throwing 500 errors, and I didn't want to throw a 500 error when I had all those visitors, so I just let the uh, visitors hit the front page and then put put that post, redirecting, you know, hoping that they would click on the, the right post. So, um, so yeah, such excitement here at at, uh, at, at Cleverhack. In other site news, um, I'm happy to report for the two of you who actually care that my Technorati stats are sub 100,000k. Uh-huh. Uh, isn't that wonderful? So, uh, yes, 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 yes. Um, w- the one thing I will say f- um, about Technorati stats, even though they mean less than nothing here, um, is that the more active you are um, as a blogger and the more links that you're attracting, of course you're going to get higher detectorati stats. But it's interesting that some bloggers who, who link to me don't get aren't counted in my Technorati, um Cosmos. So um, so yeah, the key is getting people who are in the Technorati who are in the Technorati service to link to you because outside bloggers mainly don't count. In other site news, uh, if you've noticed, I've, I've changed the title of my blog to a uh, much more wordier uh, title um, instead of Confessions of a Geek. Uh, and I also changed meta description tags uh, in my templates. And the reason why I'm doing that is just to see if I can influence um, Google and other um, search engine ratings um, it, you know, just by playing around with those things. My uh, Google descript- or site summary actually said something was a really, really old site summary, like from two years ago. So I want to see if I can influence that. Aside from other things um, going on in, in the blog, uh, yesterday I was kind of messing around with WordPress. And um, I did things such as changing where my blog role sits and adding widgets and... Um, uh, disabling uh, plugins. So, uh, just to give you a quick rundown of what I installed, uh, the first widget I installed was it's called the Sociable widget, widget, which is that store. Uh, sorry, share and enjoy um, widget, which uh, with with all those little icons allow you to to go to Web 2.0 properties and share. So, um, yeah, it looks like it's working though. And um, the one thing I want to note, I want to mention, is that the Sociable website actually has a listing of, of like many more Web 2.0 properties that they can't actually connect to. So I thought that was kind of interesting, and I'm going to post that on my blog, um, the, the link to the Sociable project page. The other widget that I installed was the microformat um, widget. I, you know, um, my, yeah, microformat. And um, 
I installed it, although I don't think I like it because what happened was that I was just kind of messing around with it and I was put, um, actually filling out an um, H card for myself and I didn't realize the H card would actually print on my page that I was adding it to, so I kind of didn't like that. I was, I was thinking that it would just be uh, invisible like to the reader's eye and then just be visible in an RSS feed, but I guess not. So, I, I don't know, I'm still going to play with it, but I would think it would be kind of cool if the if you couldn't see it you know, as a regular reader, but the RSS feed could, could see it. I don't know, maybe I'm going the wrong way here, but that was just my thoughts. Uh, also, um, the uh, I removed, uh, I had the nofollow plugin in WordPress uh, because of, I guess it was like, when I say over a year ago, with all the problems with the spammers, um, one of the thoughts was if you uh, give them a nofollow link on a spammed link, then at least they wouldn't want to go ahead and link to you because they wouldn't be getting any Google love. Anyway, I disabled that because I have pretty good control over um, spamming comments on my blog. And last but not least, uh, there is a new version of PodPress, which I have not upgraded to. I imagine that this new release will probably address the fact that iTunes changed their categories for podcasts, and they changed them to different, way different ones for computer, uh, especially for the computer-related podcast. So I'm hoping that this new version of PodPress will allow me to re-categorize uh, my uh, podcast correctly on iTunes. So uh, there you go. And, oh, one other thing I wanted to mention was that I have it also, like, highlighted on my page here, is I changed my, uh, my bio page to, re to say something about how the reason why I blog is to figure out how and why people visit websites. And how I came to it is because I was doing my heavy thinking in my car um, on my commute to work um, earlier this week, and I... I was like, what do I, you know, I was trying to think about what I write about the most, and I think that's what I write about the most. So, so yeah, food for thought. Now, if you don't mind, I'd like to take two seconds to pat myself on the back here. I had a work project the other day that uh, came out really, really well, and uh, I just wanted to go and scream booyah in the office, but uh, unfortunately, I don't think my coworkers would have uh, appreciated that. So, uh, there's my chance to say it. So, Thank you for indulging me. Now moving on to something else. Uh, yesterday, in addition to messing around with my blog, uh, I was clicking around on some other people's blogs, and I happened upon Doc Searle's blog. Um, you can find it at doc.weblogs.com. Doc Searle, if you don't know, is a well-known Linux evangelist. He also wrote the Clue Chain Manifesto with Dr. David Weinberger. And uh, yesterday, he, uh, Doc had asked the question, um, which was, uh, concerning about search engine marketing. He found this one uh, article on uh, on the, let's go ahead and click to, on Online Publishing Insider, and um, the whole point of the article was this. To be clear, search, and, search marketing is not internet advertising. The brilliance of search is, is how it induces a direct marketing opportunity while simultaneously helping consumers achieve their immediate goals. So there you go. With that article in mind, Doc had the, pre the next four questions. First was, do you search Google or any search engine to see what people are advertising? Two, what is the ratio of exposures to actual click-throughs of AdWords-sponsored links? Three, regardless of that ratio, is not the sum of unclicked ads not wasted? Four, what happens when we find a better way to demand for demand to attract supply rather than just for supply to create or attract demand? So I'm reading it and I'm thinking, oh, well, 
you know, I can go ahead and try to, you know, answer those questions. And so I answered those questions, and Doc didn't kind of like that. Well, not didn't like it, but apparently I didn't answer um, what he was looking for. And I'll actually let I'll I'll, I'll let you be privy on the exchange here. Um, the first part, of the, the first question that he asked, I answered. Um, yes, I do search Google, um, and uh, also I threw out a 60% uh, stat, which is, I think it was John Patel who said it, which is 60% of all e-commerce transactions start at Google. So I threw that out. Number two, which is um, probably the most important part of this um, of this little uh, podcast here, is um, I threw out a stat of the following, or the stat of ratios of the following. For every 100 impressions of an ad, you'll see about 10 click-throughs and 2 conversions. And, and and then, of course, I said, it depends. And it does depend. Depends if you're doing B2C. Depends if you're doing um, if, if you're doing content network. It depends on how high your ad is on the Google results. Um, the higher your ad is, the more click-throughs you get. Um, for the, his third question I, I answered, um, I believe ad impressions do um, serve a strong purpose, but they're not measurable. That's what other marketers will say. And for, um, I said that marketers aren't thinking about when demand will attract supply, but how will demand attract supply? And I think that really is a big question only because people are dipping their, I, I know marketers are dipping their toes into, you know, technorati, monitoring blogs and stuff, but I don't see that back and forth and interactivity. Anyway, with that in mind, Dr. Rolls' answer to, to number two, um, to the number two question was the following. He said, I'd like to see hard number in those. I think the ratios tend to run in the lottery range on the whole, but I don't know. So with that, um, I think Doc Searles has an idea germinating in his head, but I'm not quite sure if he's asking the right question. I don't know if he's going for, I don't don't know, I can't tell where he's going with it. But um, I I will surely monitor his blog and see where he's going, but um, I don't know. I mean, with search engine marketing, it's very, very quantitative, and, and I'm not a quantitative person at all. And uh, it even got me thinking about um, numbers. Some other numbers that you might want to think about for search engine marketing, for example, or instead of just conversions, you might want to think, want to think about um, cost per acquisition, which is the fancy term for saying how much are you spending totally to get um, to to go ahead and get a customer. So. Um, those are some thoughts about search engine marketing, and of course, um, just to throw out one other example about search engine marketing, the conversion rate that I gave you was really, really low. It's, I gave you the two percent conversion rate, which is your typical search engine marketing and um, conversion rate. Normally, it, and it depends though. Um, normally, for a search engine conversion rate, you should you're, you're you're hoping for higher, but if you see mid single digits that you're doing well, I've seen. Uh, campaigns, individual campaigns that have done way better than that. I've seen individual campaigns that have done like 30% conversion rate, but that was in a specific instance where there was a product being advertised and it was being hawked on other types of media, so there would be a lot of um, a lot of buzz around that product and, you know, I just happened to have the opportunity to go ahead and advertise it, but that was very specific. You know, for a product that's not being hawked, um, I've seen it, it's usually lower. Last but not least, uh, I wanted to go ahead and talk about something more local to me uh, and something that um, has to do with local news. Uh, Phil.com is the 
it builds itself as the region's homepage. And what it is, it's a it's the homepage of the Philadelphia Inquirer and the Philadelphia Daily News and um, some uh, some online uh, content properties, I guess you'd say, some blogs. It, um, and um, it positions itself as its regional home as its regional homepage. Well, if you've been paying attention to what's been happening in the media as a whole, you'll know that Knight Ritter um, uh, recently disbanded, and they sold off a bunch of properties to different bidders. Um, the property, the Philadelphia Inquirer, the Daily News, and um, and Philadelphia uh, Philly.com were sold to a local consortium of business owners. And um, with that change, uh, the the CEO of the business owner of this consortium had a Q&A on uh, Philly.com, and he was asking, you know, you know, he wanted to know what what people were thinking about the about the um, buyout. So I wrote the following questions to this Q&A, and the following questions were: First, will you do a web a web redesign of Philly.com? Two, will you get uh, will you get rid of the Shoshglaze ads, which are those floaty DHTML ads? Three, will you get non-Philly.com bloggers involved in Philly.com? Well, needless to say, I didn't hear a gosh darn word back. My my questions did not appear in that Q&A. I'm not annoyed or anything. I just thought it was kind of, I'm, I'm more amused more than anything else. And the reason why is because Philly.com is one of those pages that I don't check, well, I check once a day, if that. Um, I don't really find it a compelling website. Um at all, and, uh, you know, if, I, not much you can really, really do about it. I mean, I'd like to see, I, I do think, the thing about it is that I think there's promise there. If they do it right, they'll get more people, but, you know, there you go. Um, some specific uh, reasons why I do, would go ahead and read uh, Philly.com. Uh, I read it for their dining reviews. I read it for their music reviews. I read it for their sports um, stories every so often, and I read it when I was looking for my jobs. I was I would read it for their you know for their employment pages or their links to careerbuilder.com. Those are the only really reasons why I go on Philly.com. With that, um, if I could have a moment with the CEO of Philly.com, this is um, what I would suggest to improve Philly.com property. First of all, I would go for a front page redesign. I think the the individual story pages are fine, but the front page but the front page is really really cluttered, especially um, on top of the fold. I, there's a four column design layout, and what there is there's a left hand your traditional left hand nav. There's a center section which it's a box and it has like two sub columns in there. Um, normally one of the columns has a has an image. Um, and then on the right hand side there's these ads and on the right hand side and the ads like there's this perfect match.com ad that hasn't changed in like three months and it's I, I can't see how it's effective but anyway um, aside from that from the, what's happening on top of the page fold I would also go ahead and um, declutter the, the stories that are showing below the fold because I go ahead and scroll and it's just stuff hitting me every Every you know from everywhere, and you know it doesn't really look all that different. Like I, the one thing I do like about the New York Times is that they differentiate what's above the fold and then from what's below the fold, and they have that nice banner um, in the middle of the page where they have like I think it's about two fifty by two feet images, and some of them are images and some of them are video, and I think that really does a really good job of breaking up the page. And you know Philly.com can do something like that. That would be awesome. But um, yeah, it just the, the front page looks re um, cluttered. And also the colors about it. 
um, something, they're not, they're kind of like fuzzy, and I can't, I get the impression I'm looking at fuzz, something fuzzy. So, um, so yeah, I think it's the, the use of the color gray, but that's just my own opinion there. The second uh, recommendation I would have for Philly.com is, is content. Now, I'm going to say, I understand how it is to sell content. Believe me, I understand that. Um, and I understand that content on Philly.com is going to be different than it's, what's going to be in the, in the newspaper. And I'm, and I'm not screaming to have the same content on Philly.com. But what Philly.com fails to do is that it fails to be fresh and it fails to be updated. And I think that's the reason why I don't like going there. Because it seems like every time I go, if I go to Philly.com twice in the same day, I'm going to see the same gosh darn headline. And that's what makes me not want to go and go and visit that site. So I would have it, um, fresher content, I'd have it updated. And, you know, of course, if you want to, you know, keep a, a you know, a long blurb about a, a sporting event or whatever on your, you know, printed pages, go ahead. I mean, that's, that's, that's your decision. Last but not least, the advertising. Well, I, I talked about the advertising on the right-hand side, which actually doesn't bother me too much. I'd like to see it rotated out because I see, you know, I, I, I want to make fun of that perfect match ad forever because I think it's just, it's not really, it's not a compelling ad at all, and the people who are featured in it aren't compelling. It doesn't make me really want to go and sign up for it, let me just tell you, and I'm in their demographic, so, so there you go. But, um, aside from that, um, the right-hand side advertising isn't too horrible, I would just, uh, I would just rotate it out, but the advertising that bothers me the most, and I mean it to the extent that I hate, it makes me not want to go and visit the site, is the Shashkali's ads, which are the DHTML floaty ads, and they come and, and assault you. And um, right now they're doing a cattail ad, and there's there's another um, ad that they're doing. And just like it, I don't like being, I don't like seeing that when I go on onto a page. I understand you need advertising. I know you didn't need to raise dollars, but oh, that's just so annoying. And yes, I know by recommending that I'm stepping on local toes because those Shashkali's ads were made by a guy or a company that was located in Pennsylvania and they were the company was actually I think it was bought by Knight Ritter or there's some or bought, bought by some media conglomerate so I understand yes I'll be stepping on some toes but those it's just the wrong application of those ads wrong 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 so there you go and just a note to philly.com um, readers or people who might be listening from there instead of going to philly.com for my news uh, I will tell you where I go I go to, well, not only New York Times for, like, uh, regional or regional and national news. I go to Phil, uh, to Yahoo.com. Yahoo.com has um, a local section in their new, on their on, uh, news.yahoo.com page. So I go, to, I read the RSS feeds there. And I also go to the TV stations, the local TV stations. Um, and I think the TV stations do an awful good job of being online. So um, that's where I get my, that's where I get my local news from. And with that, uh, I think that's going to be the end of the Clever Hack podcast. One other thing I wanted to note, um, go Italia today. I hope the Italians win and, um, and bring some pride to, to the old home, home country there. And with that, that's going to conclude the Clever Hack podcast. You can send some World Cup um, souvenirs to blog at cleverhack.com, blog at cleverhack.com. As always, your feedback is appreciated, and I wanted to give a final shout-out to my uh, listeners in Boston. I have some listeners in Boston, so hey, guys. Um, nice to have you. So thanks, and have a great week. Bye.